and welcome to the Eurovision Division podcast, a podcast where we talk about all 39 songs in this year's Eurovision Song Contest before this year's Eurovision Song Contest. As always, I'm your host, Jeroen, and I've listened to all of these songs multiple times before. And as always, I'm your co-host, Mira, and I'm listening to all of these songs for the very first time. Jeroen, I've been thinking about our menu. The great Eurovision menu. The great Eurovision menu. It's it's something I want to make a tradition. The country we're rooting for in semi-final one, country we're rooting for in semi-final two, we make a dish from that country. Mm -hmm. This was very difficult in the years that Serhat was participating because I I don't really know what San Marino cuisine entails. It's It's basically just Italian. Most... (laughs) It's Italian. Don't worry about it. It's Italy. I was thinking like, oh, and then maybe there there can be like a an honorable mention for the big five on, you know, the big day. And that led me to think, I could make a cucumbouche. You think? Can't be that hard. You think? I don't I don't think it's that hard to make a cucumbouche. You think? I think it probably takes a while. Yeah. And has a lot of steps to it. Uh-huh. <laughs> Yeah. And is easy to get wrong. Okay. But I don't think it would be very difficult. So walk me through walk me through the part where it's not hard. Because you keep doing this. You keep saying that some kind of super involved recipe is not hard. You just have to follow all the steps right. And I'm like, yeah, that's that's the part that's hard. That's the part that people yeah, tend to find hard. if you do it hard. correctly, then it's fine. And then you did it, and it wasn't that hard. Yeah, if you do it right, then you have done it. But doing it right doesn't come effortlessly. I don't know. Maybe I'll just make macaroons. Yeah, that's... Or just a pile of cream puffs, which is basically what a kokambouche is. Yeah, just put them all together and no one will know the difference. I'll put them all in, like, a conical shape and maybe stick them together with caramel (laughs) i've never made caramel either wow so yeah it sounds like that croquembouche will be no challenge at all for you (laughs) none whatsoever no challenge at all to make it for the first time ever in less than two weeks (laughs) i'll just make macaroons for france I was thinking if we were supporting France, I would just like a glass of wine and a baguette. Oh, I can also make baguettes. I That's something that I do think is fucking hard, but super worth it. But it's not that hard because you've done it and you did it well. Yeah, but it's... No, it is, it is fucking Yeah, no, but I've, had, but I've had a baguette that you've had and it was... It was good. You have made it. I so have made it and they It doesn't sound like it was hard then because you were able to do it. Correct me if I'm wrong, you were able to do it and Yes, but but many times while I was doing it, mm-hmm. I thought, oh, I might not be fully able to do this. Sure. That to me is <laughs> yeah. the benchmark that makes something hard. If I'm just like, God, this is a lot of work, but I can do all of it, then I don't think it's hard. If I'm like, ooh, I might might not be able to pull this off, then that to me is difficult. Of course, sometimes I think this is a lot of work, but I can definitely do it. And then it fails. Yeah, before you do anything, it's you, you can always think that you can do it. Before you fucking, do it, you Apparently, don't know. focaccia is the easiest fucking kind of bread to make. 
Not to me! Feels like I'm stuck here in time trying to make a focaccia. Just trying to bake you off. You and we only have two more countries to talk about. No? Nope. <laughs> we have seven more songs to talk about, actually. We have two more categories. That's right. Those categories are, don't put it up on the screen. I can I can remember them. Okay. Uh, long-term lovers and... It's a bit of a dodgy one, that last one. Uh, I I really contemplated uh, what to call it. I I went with follow the tour guide. Follow the tour guide. Um, and I think we should we should keep that mystery uh, a mystery for just that little bit longer. Yeah, cause I wanna I wanna do long term lovers. You wanna share the love. I wanna share the love today, cause you know we're long term lovers. That's right. We're coming up on ten years. If you yeah. If I mean, you count the, the two and a half years that we were not together in the middle of that. Yeah, which is, you know, a sizable amount of time, but... Yeah, but we were still, like, talking to each other daily during that time. Sure. We were still, like, best friends. Yeah, one of the daily things uh, we did in in uh, April of, of one of those years was I sent you a Eurovision song each day. Was that in one of the years that we weren't even... Yeah, no, in 2015, I believe we weren't together, were we? We were not. Oh my god, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, it... Eurovision brought us back then together. Then we got back together and we were like, now we can finally now do can this do a podcast. podcast. Speaking of this podcast, uh, today's theme is long-term lovers. And I have four songs for you to paint a picture, you know, paint a picture of love. Beautiful. You know I love love. You love love? I love love. As I Olivia Newton-John once said, long live love. Long live love. Live, laugh, love. Eat, <laughs> eat pray, love. Eat, pray, love. No, I just, I love, I we've love done romance. The eat, we've I done love... the eat part. We're gonna do the love part. We did pray in like one of our earlier episodes. So we, we the podcast may as well be called Eat, Pray, Love. <laughs> as well be. Yeah, I like romance. I like romantic things. I like reading romantic fan fiction of all the pairings from like the video games I play and the books I read uh-huh. where I think like, well, they should have kissed. I know. I'll go to archiveofourown.org and <laughs> I'll go to archiveofourown.com. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna edit it out, but now it's the third time, so I'm gonna keep this in. I'll go to archive. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go to archiveofourown.org and fucking filter to my favorite pairing. Only R-rated. <laughs> sort more than love by kudos. Sure. So only that highest rated porn comes up. We're getting a and real inside into uh, <laughs> my hobbies. Your hobbies. I haven't read fan fiction in like over like since we were playing Hades. That's the last content that I was into that I wanted to read fan fiction. Yeah, of. well, I was gonna ask you because um, we're talking about long term lovers. Is there any sort of like pairing that you have kept coming back to? Like, is it a long-term love that you've had like that? I mean, you. Well, sure, me, but, like, fictionally speaking. Um, Jesus. Are you fishing for something specific? No, not at all. I'm just asking questions to, uh, I don't know, you know, you gotta make content. I love Sam and Frodo. Yeah. And Gimli and Legolas. Gimli and Legolas is, like... 
one of my favorite pairings of all time. The fucking conversation they have where Gimli's like, oh, the halls of my forefathers are so beautiful. You know what, though? I should have been fishing for the answer you, which you already said, uh, because that's the title of our first song. Uh, What? (laughs) I should have been fishing for the answer that you gave immediately. Sam and Frodo is the first song? No, the answer you gave immediately was you. You made a little joke there. You said you, and that's the title of our first song. It's not called Sam and Frodo. I mean... Where do you think we Leonard are? Leonard Nemo did a song about Bilbo Baggins. Gee, oh boy, I really, I, I shit the bed on my own segue there. <laughs> you really did a bad job. Oh, also Esme Squalor and Count Olaf. Insane. I love that. No, of course, they were like the hot adult evil couple when yeah. I was a kid. I was like, no, this is sexy, even though Count Olaf is like really super gross as May Squalor has, you know, stiletto knife heels and is wearing a lettuce bikini. What more could you want? Of course, what matters in any sort of uh, relationship, in any, you know, confession of love is uh, not simply me, but you. Uh, there is always a you. My One of my favorite love songs of all time. Duel. <laughs> That's one of your favorite love t- love songs of all time? Sorry, is Do Not a Fucking Banger? Frank Maffei? Like, is that what we're talking? Do bist alles, yeah. was ich habe. Yeah, it's great. It's good. It's No, it's good. Yeah. So I hope this you is as good as Ooh. the German you. Okay. That is to say, Do. Well, we're going to go for the Georgian you. Uh, and who should represent Georgia but Tornike Kipiani, who was going to represent Georgia last year uh, with Take Me As I Am? Nope, nope, no, no, not a clue. In which he, in which he was looking for, uh, for ways to, to ensure a long-term love, um, which, if you recall, were to talk like an Englishman. Oh, shit! Dress like an Italian. Fuck! Dance like a Spanish guy. Smell like a French arm and play like a German. Spanish guy. Yeah, no. Yeah, so those were those were the, the components here that, that hindered the long-term love to some extent last year. Very um, incel. And rather than, you know, going back to that same well of like, what don't you like about me? We're just turning it the other way around and making a song about you. What I like about you. Well, maybe. You hold me tight. This is Tornike Kipiani for Georgia with the song You. Is it so good? What what is it? Why is this insanely like touching and like beautiful? It's so good. 
You know the song it reminds me of the most is oh, like... Oh, I'm, I'm dying to hear this, because I've been trying to figure it out. It is Cat Power, Sea of Love. I don't, I don't think that I know that. Look it up, put it on the... It, it doesn't sound like okay, it Okay, yeah, that's why all, I probably wouldn't have made the connection. But it is like the, the like naive indie yeah. sound. A like indie folk sound, but not... It's like kind of Daniel Johnston, True Love Will Find You in the End-esque, but a little more produced. Like, I can see Beck doing something like Interesting. this. Interesting. Okay, if you, now that you say Beck, I'm like, like, this Juno makes more... It's very like Juno soundtrack. Yeah, okay. Yeah. It's like... the kind of fucking music that I would, like, lie in my bed, like, late years of high school, lie in my bed... And just have it on and be lying still, staring at the ceiling, just, like, manifesting love into my life now, while listening yeah. to... I mean, Cat Power Sea of Love is is in my soul now we've at made all a, times. We've made, a, we've made a point uh, a couple of episodes ago of, of talking about the usage of the word you in a song. Right of of yeah of what you means when someone sings it in a song. So this you oh you, this this you isn't me right. But you do feel I think it's meant to evoke any given you in in the in the audience's mind, right? Yeah. Um, and it it does that. It's that kind of music, like you're saying, the kind of music that you want to just like kind of oceans, mountains, you, and I'm just like, yes, yes, I feel this about you. Oh, yeah, you, it's just very grounded, kind of. I want to, I want to see and touch and love you. It's kind it's of nice. The opposite of uh, tout l'univers. In that I'm just like, well, to the face, he just pulls in all these big concepts and all of these words that are meant to, like, evoke the idea of big emotions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But fall completely flat because it's obvious that he's just doing it to sound emotional. This is an actual emotional song. It, I feel it. Now, that's not to say that he expresses a lot of emotion. He in does this not video. move his face, but I'm also like, that's a choice here. He's also not like a pretty girl doing it to be, to, to seem prettier. Yeah. Out of fear of like show, of moving her which face. Is, which too is much. what you're mostly like concerned about. I get that. Um, but you know, it, it, it's interesting to notice that there is not a lot of like expression of emotion. Uh, on 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 this man's face on clear display, but it and is, I don't want to be like he can do it because he's a man. <laughs> sure, and no. aren't allowed to do this. I'm just like, well, it works here in a weird way. It it makes it kind of more innocent, more private. Sure, yeah. This is the dude who sang. You want me to dance like a Spanish guy? Yeah. What happened in the past year? Did he like fully fall in love? Like makes, in the most beautiful? Did he meet his soulmate? He makes different kinds of music, I guess. Insane! <laughs> this is so weird. I think that's an interesting it's topic: so is to like good. look at those songs and see like where the hell do they connect? Because it does feel like just instinctively like oh, those are completely different things. 
but it is it, it's like you're saying it does feel like a mature evolution of a similar concept right of of why won't you take me as i am and that idea of like i have to be as good as i can to you growing into i just want to be with you yeah i like whatever whatever be. there is if it's in you know there are mountains there's oceans there's these big things and then there's you i think it is also i like songs like this that aren't like i'm so in love with you and yet you keep rejecting me or like and yet something is keeping us apart no this could very well be about a guy who is super in love with his wife and he's on his way home from work on the dolphin boat. Yes. He has to walk through a forest to get home to his wife. Aww. He's had a long day working on the dolphin <laughs> boat. You think this was his commute? <laughs> this was his commute. He lives in an empty theater? He lives in an empty theater. The dancing woman is his wife, and he's like, God, I'm so happy to be oh, home actually, with my it was wife. Just, it was, he came from the uh, dolphin boat to make it to his wife's recital. Yes, he's supporting her. Um... She is still performing, despite the fact that there's a pandemic and all the theaters are closed. He was the only one in the theater. Exactly. I think he that was sitting on a, was on a so chair on like stage, Evangelion. Though. What? The empty theater at the end of Neon Genesis oh, okay. Evangelion, yeah, sure. and he's, like, in the chair. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, but, you know, mentioning... mentioning tumbling down, tumbling down. Mentioning pandemic, just the idea of, like, I want to see you and I want to touch you, as like, yeah, okay, that just... The yearning! That does echo, but it's not like this, this, like, soul-bared yearning, but it it is in there. Uh, It's a, it's just a very restrained, yet really... True. True. It's nicely produced... It sounds I love amazing. all the sounds in there. It keeps, like, going to different places that all, like... Connect to each other yeah, beautifully. For, it I starts forgot, so I forgot how nice into, this like, is. An orchestral <laughs> thing. It's so pretty. I genuinely and, forgot like, how noise, nice this is. It's so weird. The the noise at the start. I was convinced that you were that it was just gonna be um, every day is a miracle from American Utopia. It does sound like that. Yeah, it does sound like the intro to that song, and so I was already like. Oh no, it's gonna be ba- it's gonna have started with American Utopia and then it's gonna be And you're just gonna have that in and your I'm head. I'm gonna have that yeah. in my head. Cause you know, it's well, gonna be were, my favorite album and it's not. I and think then it's you like, were oh, bracing yourself for like that to go bad and then it ended up not being bad. Yeah. And so it was like really yeah, it really it really got you. I mean, I saw the goosebumps on you. <laughs> show i showed you my arm i don't know that i expected that like i think this is good i don't know that i expected I you this. to like yeah which is great i i love that for you and just hearing you say this and looking at it like that i'm like no there is something really to like here is this I, not a popular song <laughs> i don't know if it's gonna connect with a lot of people like that uh it hasn't no but then again this is a very nice song that is, you know, easy to listen to. It's I've I've I think I've heard like Rod Stewart mentioned in the in the 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 range of like 
you know, easy listening, nice songs, oh. like I Am Sailing, right? I, I, I've never listened to a lot of Rod Stewart. No, and it's, it, I'm, I'm mentioning that because that is, you know, an older audience that I think will hear this and, and think, oh, something nice. Right, like with all of the the. It's not very try hard. The big like... stuff that happens at Eurovision, this doesn't. Yeah, this doesn't seem to have to try hard. Like, like he doesn't have to emote a lot. He doesn't have to put big things on display. He lets the song. It's just like he lets that speak, speak for itself. itself. And, and like usually, usually that 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 can be a little like boring. You know, mm. like if you don't do it well, it's like yeah, that's that's just kind of boring. Yeah, but he that's does just it kind well. of there. But it kind of works, and and the lineup is so diverse that this, like, I couldn't possibly say like, oh, this is this is this has no chance. Nor could I say like, oh, this is definitely gonna catch people's attention. I literally have no idea. Every year, I I am always scared that we go through the good songs too quick, and then the last couple episodes aren't gonna have anything yeah. like good to talk about. We listened to um, Ovis Pohinenda, that was the last song we listened to, and now this. I'm like, when when do we run out? Because I know Iceland is still coming, yeah. and that's probably going to be great. Like, this is such a good year. Yeah, and I love, I love that even this song is what prompts that reaction, because I didn't expect it, because I'm always, like, kind of tuned into, like, the general reaction, and the general reaction kind of, like doesn't pay a lot of attention to it because it's not a song that demands a lot of attention. So I get it. Yeah, but... I, yeah I'm not w- in with the Irving. No, no, no. But that's why I'm like surprised because I hadn't had it in mind mm-hmm. that this was going to be one that you liked. But I get it. And seeing your reaction and listening to it now, I'm like, yeah, no, I, I, do, think it's, I do think it's good. I think a lot of songs this year are pretty good. Well, let's see if song number two... By Blur is as good. <laughs> <laughs> Woohoo! Woohoo! Uh, yeah, speaking of dancing like a Spanish guy. Oh God! Oh, Sp- have we not had Spain? We yet? haven't had Spain yet. Have you heard a song in Spanish? Yeah, El Diablo. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, Mama Mamacita. <laughs> Tell me what to do. That was Spain's entry, El Diablo. Yes. Right. No. Just like last year, they are represented by Blas Canto, who brought us Universo last year. Oh, I hated that. Yeah, it wasn't great. You had the glitter people. I'm looking at my prep doc, and I went on a deep dive on Blas Canto. I did. I wrote down a lot here that is perhaps not super pertinent, but I think all of this is fun. Um, okay. So let me just tell you about Blas Canto, because his connection to Eurovision goes back a while. Uh, it goes back all the way to 2004, when he participated in the Spanish selection for Junior Eurovision. Okay. Of course, instead, in 2004, Maria Isabel went to Junior Eurovision and became its second winner with uh, Antes Muerta Que Sencilla. Antes Muerta Que Sencilla is a song that uh, my mother hated, <laughs> uh, because the title means I'd rather be dead than be normal. Oh my god, I can so imagine your mom reacting <laughs> She hated to that. Of course she would hate <laughs> she it. She was like, this is, I just don't think it's right. Um, I love your mom. <laughs> it was the second year that Junior Eurovision was ever organized. And we were all still in the, in the sort of idea that like we needed to do kids songs. And she was like, well, that's not, she's very young and she shouldn't be saying that. That's not normal. Of course, now we're living in YouTube culture. Where, you know, the, the pursuit of fame uh, is commonplace for children. I, just the things that your mom gets upset about 
are so good every time. <laughs> they take me off guard. Uh, for the Eurovision fans here, another contestant in the 2004 Spanish Junior Eurovision selection was Mirella, who lost out on the opportunity to represent Spain in 2017 with Contigo, when instead Manel Navarro won the national selection with Do It For Your Lover, a song that I feel we talk about far too often. <laughs> <laughs> in this podcast. Uh, but Bloss spent the better part of his career as a member of the boy band Orin, which is a reference to the talisman from the book The Never-Ending Story. Have you ever read The Never-Ending Story? No, and I never, I've never seen the movie either. Damn, uh, I only know that there's like a long dog in it. <laughs> there's like a flying dog dragon. There's like a flying yeah. dog, dog dragon. I keep forgetting which one is what. Like, there's a lot of names in it, and I keep forgetting what, what's what, but I know that Orin, uh, in all caps, is the talisman in the story, and it's like it's like an Ouroboros, but it's two snakes eating each other's tails. Ooh. And they're like tangled in each other. Kind of hot. Uh, which is kind of hot. Uh, Orin tried to represent Spain in 2011, so we've got a lot of, like, people here in the story so far that have tried to, to represent he's re- Spain. He's really trying, yeah. Um, they were one of Spain's all-time most popular boy bands. Really? Yeah, Orin. which is great, right? It's a phrase that sounds great, but I have no way of framing that with enough context to tell me if that's a big deal or not. <laughs> like, how big is that? I'm gonna say, like, the Spanish One Direction, right? <laughs> yeah, but that's like saying, like, one member of Get Ready would right. go and to... I, <laughs> and as, yeah, and I assume that he was the bad boy. Yeah, um, he does have that look. I think, I think so. Um, yeah, but you you also would have to think that, like, in an international boy band, the Spanish one would always be the bad They're boy. all Spanish, They're, they're all Spanish, so there's no uh, way so, to Yeah, know sorry for going off boy. this tangent, but I do have to add on to that. <laughs> he, so he, at the time, seems to be the only breakout star uh, from the from the boy band who has gone on to immediately do solo work. Uh, so in that sense, he Harry might be. He might, in that sense, he might be like the Harry. But I think Zane Zane did do his 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 work first. Yeah, I don't think Orin went on without Bloss. I think they just separated, and afterwards he started doing his own stuff. However, there is one other member of the band who does have a Spanish Wikipedia page. The only other member of this Spanish boy band who has a Wikipedia page. Okay, okay, okay. Which I mean, like, there's they're Spain's most popular boy band. How many members of Get Ready do you think have individual Wikipedia pages? All of them. Hard no. No, definitely not. You're right. Name one member of Get Ready. JM. <laughs> I, I don't... I have no way of knowing if that's correct. Good. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Glenn? I don't know, man. Ooh, Glenn... Uh, Mitch. Get Ready was a Belgian boy band uh, who, to my knowledge, never tried to go to Eurovision. Um, Ooh, no, I think they did. I they must have tried. Now, uh, the only other member of the band who has a, who even has a Spanish Wikipedia page is Danny Fernandez, who represented Spain at the Junior Eurovision Song Contest in two thousand and six. Okay. So we've, we, woof. You've given right? me so much lore. I don't know these people. I don't know. I, I, this is the kind of stuff that I spend an afternoon looking into. I, I watch some Orin songs and I go, this is 
not good. So let's stick let's stick it to Blas uh, uh, and his solo work. Another fun fact about Blas Kanto is that he doesn't care about the environment and <laughs> covers people in glitter. He's a Scorpio. After Universo, uh, this year they organized a selection for him with just two songs, um, one of which was the winner. Yeah, <laughs> you'd think so. Um, I feel like I only watched half of this selection, which is to say, I only watched one song, the winning song. Um, but no, I do remember Blas doing doing a pretty sick Eurovision medley. Are you having a stroke right now? <laughs> what did I not make sense? <laughs> no, either you're having a stroke or I'm so sleep deprived that nothing you're saying makes sense to me. God, anyway, he is... It, clearly, Blas is a long-term lover of Eurovision. Wow! Much All like me. All that work. Much like me. And yes, as luck would have it, we discussed it last year and we discussed it two minutes ago. He is a single day younger than I am. So, who's the longer lover of Eurovision now, Blas? You never tried to get into Eurovision. I did. In the very first Junior Eurovision Song Contest, I sent sent in a song. No. It was no good. No, of course it was no good, babe. But you sent in a song to Eurovision? To, To, like, Junior Eurovision 2003. No. I know, but you could have been on that pink CD. I very much could not have. Do you still have the song? No. Yes, you do. I do not have the .wav file that I made in 2003. It must be on your mom's old computer somewhere. I need it. It's do you remember n- how it went? No. You're... I don't remember which one it Ten was. years, my love. Ten years we've been together. This is the first time on a podcast. This is the first time I <laughs> learn that you sent in a song. It was nothing. Everyone was doing it at the time. I wasn't. You were like five. I'm two years younger than you. I was like And Blas Kanto is one day younger than me, okay? So I'm the older person here, and I say we are not talking about this. I need, I need to hear that song. It was no good. Yeah, that's why I want to hear it. I don't want you to hear me as a 12-year-old. I was probably 11, even. Let's listen to this song. I don't want it. Let's I... listen to the song we do have. I'm, I'm reeling. For Spain, it's Blas Canto and Voy a Quedarme, uh, which means I will stay, which I hope you will after finding out this truth about me. I hope you will stay here to talk about the song. It's not a big deal. Just put it on. Just put on the song. It's nothing. I love my angel, star of my life. Just put the song on. Uh, This was actually a song that I submitted to Junior Eurovision in 2003. (laughs) He stole it from me. Oh, shit. Uh, For Spain, it's Blas Canto. (laughs) And Voy a Quedarme. Voy a Quedarme. Uh, I don't know what the story of the video is. Maybe it's because you 
before starting this song. <laughs> oh boy. Told me that you sent in an entry to Eurovision, Junior Eurovision 2003. Um, and that was just so in my head while watching this. But I found this unbearably dull. It's not very interesting. It's extremely boring. Um, I realized now, watching it, that I have seen this video once. Um, much like I think I had seen the entire Universo video once. Uh, but to me, and I'm gonna blow your mind here, uh, to me this is the polar opposite of what he did last year, in that the Universo video is interesting to watch, right? Yeah. Song I could not stand. Song I would have to skip as usually as soon as it happened. Yeah, yeah. Or as soon as he got to the uni universo. Ugh. Whoa. Um, if I had made it there, I was like, oh, I like I I tried to give it a chance, and they'd be like, no, gotta skip it. By contrast, I did not want to watch this video. It's unbearably dull to watch. It's like that one, like Vine. I think it's it was a Vine at the time, but it would be a TikTok now of the <laughs> well, no, of but... the no, of like the the blonde teenage kid like doing a lip sync in front of his dying grandpa, like yeah. as the nurse is like rushing towards him and he's like doing yeah. the TikTok movements. It's... That's what this is reminding you of. Yeah, very much. Right, so that's what because I'm saying. Like, keeps, I don't like, want to see it. He's like moving his face and hands in like. Yeah, that's why I'm like, I don't, I, I don't, I do not know what he's doing. I don't know what I'm supposed to be looking at. I don't know what's supposed to like be enticing me when I'm watching it. If I'm just listening to this, I am into it. Are you? This sounds fine. This sounds okay. This is a ballad, you know. Um, and I will, I will preface this or um, quantify this, I guess, by saying that I did end up being super into Tu Cancion as well. I ended up being really into that just because I had seen them live. Uh, but also I was like, the melodrama of this is fine. It's, I understand it. Which is not to say like, no, this is good. I cannot convince you of that because I don't think it is good. But I I'm always going to think this is boring. But I was on my bike home listening to this. Um, and I was having like a moment of like, oh God, which song? Do, like there was a couple of songs where I was just like, oh no, not that, not that. Then this came on and I was like, fine. And then once it got to that second chorus, I was like, no, I'm in it. I'm in it. Uh, it builds really well. Um, the way that it's it's like structured, it's a solid ballad that builds to like from its first chorus is very quiet to its second chorus that's bigger. And then it's got like an ah, bridge. Don't like his voice um, that much. His voice isn't that great, is it? But like, it's fine. Like, I don't think this is really bad. But I also don't think like Spain is going to... Or get any sort of points with this. No. Yeah, none. Um, I He's think, also like, you know. I think if any of the big five are gonna get that last spot, it might be this. Because um, I just don't quite see, now that I'm looking at it, I'm like, I don't quite see what you're gonna bring to this that would make me vote for it. He's a charisma sink. I don't and, uh, know. Given that's kind of a mean thing to say about someone, but I'm just like, I'm not interested in you. 
Um, and and then as far as the lyrics go, it's like it you know it's ro- it's romantic stuff. It's it's your romantic yeah, stuff. Um, yeah, I'm, basic romantic stuff. I I'm, will. I'm gonna ki- I'm gonna kiss you slowly because you know they're Spanish and that's what they do. They do. We do like the first though. time. It's adequate, but not necessarily in a way that I'm like great that this is in Eurovision, right? Like I. I'm not excited about this. This could have been replaced by anything else, and I would have been more excited about it. I do think it's the better of the two choices that he had, because the other one, I seem to recall thinking it sounded like a bad Sam Smith song. I don't know if I've voiced that I'm not a big Sam Smith fan. I don't think we've ever spoken Sam Smith's name out loud in our apartment. Um, So that immediately turned me off. Whereas this, I was like, it's a it's it's a ballad. I mean, that that's really all I can say about it. I think that's really all we can say about it. It's a ballad, um, which it's Spanish. It's a Spanish ballad, um, which usually I try to like do more uh, with this, but there's not a lot to it. Well, in that case, let's let's get to the next song. Our next country is Estonia. Uh, now, in Estonia, last year's contestant was not immediately selected for Eurovision 2020. They had another uh, Estilau in which Ukusuviste was offered a spot in the semifinals. He made it to the finals uh, and then had to compete with the likes of of Yuri Potsman, uh, Koit Tome, and some excellent backup singers. Wow, an all-star lineup, yeah. Eventually he did manage to claim the trophy, though. Wow! Yeah, yeah. Um, I've done less research on him. How's Yuri doing? He's he's having fun. He's he's doing good. His yeah. song his song ruled. It was good. a it was a tight two minutes long, which bold, which was Love bold, that. and it is it is firmly on the list of like yeah best best of uh, national finals. But yeah, the 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 research I've done on Uku is is less thorough. Um, I can tell you that he was named Estonia's Sexiest Man in 2010, which is a pretty savage takedown of Estonian men, I suppose. Uh, another interesting fact about Uku Sviste is that he studied at Berkeley Music College in Boston? Okay. Um, not that you'd be able to tell. Gee, savage. A- anyway, he <laughs> won a Stilal, so I guess he turned out to be the lucky one. That the name of the song. That is the name of the song. Uh, and love is love is a game of chance. Love is a game of cards. One might be able to say. Uh, a game of winners, of losers, of jokers, of pokers. Oh my god! Don't don't evoke. Of kings, of queens. Liefde is a card spell. Belgium, nineteen ninety six. Look it up. Such a good song. Last time we sent a song in Dutch. Was that the last time? Yep. Anyway, um, for Estonia, uh, it's Ukusaviste with The Lucky One. This song has been five minutes long already. Yeah, I guess we needed, like, a plainly bad one, right? Yeah. Just a generic 
man song that isn't good. His song was dire last year. It was impossible to understand how it might have won AC Lowell. He'd only gone done and did it a second time <laughs> with the same song or a worse song. Like, I can't tell. Have you ever gone over to Estonia and the music just ain't no good? What is it? What is it? <laughs> it's... Um, it features one of my least favorite man looks, which is... Him. Ukusumiste. <laughs> Ukusumiste. No, it's leanly muscular man, or like any man, seemingly wearing a knitted sweater as their only layer of upper clothing. Yeah. It's like, if he takes off that sweater, there's gonna be like a tank underneath no, and that's no. it he's wearing the sweater for whichever scene is next in the movie where he has to take off the sweater like like where he has to be topless yeah, 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 yeah. he's wearing it for the next scene in the movie where he's gonna end up being topless and he just has to only take off the sweater and you're like were you just wearing a sweater were you not planning on leaning your elbow against any surface today <laughs> that's always the thing if you're wearing a, a like a cotton knitted sweater and you lean your elbow it kind yeah. of hurts after a while because the knit just like digs in oh like that he and doesn't he doesn't seem the... quite so frail <laughs> oh fuck you um also one of my least favorite hot women looks which is lingerie that nobody wears when they're in a long-term relationship that's the thing i may have i may have misguided you by saying long-term lovers and putting this in there um, although, although, like, you know, sometimes people are in a very long relationship when they clearly should not be. That was sort of my angle for it. Yeah. Because uh, there's a lot of here, like, like... You do not like each other. You do, you do not want We're to be together. We hot. keep being together. And it's like, we don't ha- want to be. Uh, but it's, it's not a one-night stand because they are fighting the way that, like, a couple does. They live together. Uh, they, they live... Or they are in this house together, at the very least. Yeah. Anyway, but she's wearing the lingerie that only women in movies wear when they're, you know, making love, quote-unquote, to their partner. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. Like, I get there's probably people out there who enjoy wearing, like, frilly, sexy lingerie. And that's perfectly fine and hot of you. But I just... When I see it in a movie or in a music video that's clearly supposed to be, like, a narrative of their relationship, I can't buy it. Yeah, it but they takes were, me out. Yeah, it takes they me clearly, out of the narrative, they clearly but it is like, oh, back. they're those kind of people. No, they clearly are, in, in this story, they're clearly very wealthy people who came back from some sort of event because he was all dressed up wearing his tuxedo, and you know that, like, suits are like lingerie. You know, when a man wears a suit, it's oh, as hot it's, as it's when a woman wears hot. lingerie. Um, He's such a creep. He is so unattractive. <laughs> I cannot, like, I... N- He's not listening. I know a guy. <laughs> I know a guy that I used to... That used to be in Scouts with me. Who we used to be uh, Scout leaders together. Who has some physical resemblance to him. Wait, who... You don't know him. Oh. But this guy that I know is super hot. So it, and it has just like the, the cold blue eyes. Ooh. And it's like, you got all that. And it's like, yeah, that, that can really work. 
You ever get in there? I wish. <laughs> well, you know, worth asking. Uh, he, was, he was very nice. <laughs> what could have been? Um, where was I going? Um, I could see what, how someone might think Ukusuviste is attractive because he is... He looks like a guy that I know that I have found attractive. Um, I feel like only capitalists can think he's attractive. Interesting. He's attractive only in a way that is trying to sell you something. Okay. It's disgusting to me. It's I mean, I'm viscerally yeah, what, like, I'm, repellent. I do. I do just want to say I think we're showing our face as the kind of bisexual people that we are in saying that we do not find this man attractive at all. I don't know. I don't know what this you know reveals about us, but I think it does reveal something. Uh, and I'll leave that. I'll leave that to the socialist. audience. Um, yeah, I guess. I just he's 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 very unappealing to me. He's unattractive in the way that not in the exact same way because I can I can tell that David Beckham is hot, but I don't find him attractive, like in the least. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I'm like I understand that other people might think this is attractive. With this guy, I'm just like, no, no, right? Oh, yes? No! His entire styling just, uh... It's just kind of gross. He's just kind of gross. And then you add in, yeah, like you said, you add in, like, the woman in lingerie, and it's like, no, I know you're straight, man. Like, yeah, no. I get that you're straight. No, I get it. You're straight. You're like, trying it's to fine. sell me something, and it's... What are you trying to sell me? Heterosexuality. I don't... I don't... I'm, I'm not, not buying. <laughs> if that's what you're selling, I ain't buying. I, I feel like when we see a straight couple like this, and we are, you know, we're not straight, but we are, you know, a man and ostensibly a woman. We are in what is, for all intents and purposes, uh, an opposite sex couple, right? Uh, as far as other people know. And I feel like when we see something like this... When we see something like this... It gives us an image of what real straight people aspire to. Of something that, like, looks like success to real straight people. What, to fight with your partner? To no, live in a big house and to, to argue with your partner. To argue with your par- your hot partner, but you are both hot. And, like, they don't think that you can just, like, live with your partner and be best friends and it's fine. Yeah, no, it's, it's more like, interesting no, to write this song glamorous. about the... Yeah, it's more glamorous, it's more glamorous to write a song about the torture other. about how you were not meant to be together. Whereas, you know, the good choice to make in that situation is to be like, maybe we just will not be together. That's like, the healthy thing to do, is not to write a song about it, it's just to break up. It's, it's like people being like, you know, uh, ever since feminism, the divorce rates have gone up. And not thinking that that's a good thing? Yeah. Ever since feminism? I don't know. <laughs> it's like, the divorce rates have gone up. Yes. Great. Good for her. Good for her. They should, they probably shouldn't have been married. Like, What's the negative in that statement? Uh, speaking of good for her movies, um, or speaking speaking of the phrase "good for her," uh, it is it is a phrase that we like to use to to discuss uh, certain types of movies. I'm reminded because of all the things we've said now of uncut gems. I cannot. God, I yes! can. I cannot recommend it to you. Uh, as in, I cannot make. A clean, like, unquantified recommendation for you to watch that movie if you're listening to it and you haven't seen it. Watch it if you like to be super stressed out. Ah, uh, but there is like there is one there is one scene where you know the main character's girlfriend is just wearing lingerie, 
and is just wearing that lingerie because she gets a surprise text from him and shows him that she's wearing lingerie, which is the one part of that movie where I really was like, I don't think so. But then again, that character... They really show... She's not just hot chick in the movie. She is a fleshed out, like, well-developed character. And I believe that she is the kind of person who likes wearing sexy lingerie. Right, like... like, I'm like, well, no, this actually isn't objectification of her. She's, like, one of the most interesting characters. Yeah, no, I just wanted to kind of bring that back to be like, there is a way in which... You can you can write a character where that isn't necessarily the most like jarring male gazy kind of thing. I cannot recommend Uncut Gems enough. Oh no, like, I it's loved great. It. It's great, but it's definitely one hundred percent not a movie that I think everyone should watch. Oh yeah, no. <laughs> I wouldn't blame you for not watching it. I was kind of like, I don't know if I want to see this. I was having a full heart attack the entire time. I hated and the, then the, the I hated the first hour and a half. The last <laughs> half hour, <laughs> fucking dynamite. Uh, Incredible. And the best the part the of the thing. movie is I the wish first I could, second of the credits. Wish I could say that about this song. I hated it beyond the first hour and a half of the song. <laughs> Well, I felt like I was getting Groundhog Dayed. Too bad. Too bad. Too bad. Next song. Yeah, it was three minutes, but it could have been longer. Could have been ten years. <laughs> I feel like I've been captured by the Fae. <laughs> and we're gonna leave our apartment. And it's all gonna be, like, overgrown, like, at the end of Spirited Away. We've been talking about movies a lot. This is a movie episode. Speaking of movies. <laughs> let's... Watch another music video. Uh, This one is coming to us from, well, what else? Iceland? Iceland. Oh, thank God! Now, because it's Datifier and they went viral last year, I already know the title of this song because everyone's fucking talking about it. I know it's 10 years. I I mean, I said it a minute ago. Huh? I I wasn't listening. I thought you were going to recognize the title and be like, oh, we're doing it. Oh! Right, no, I was too still thinking yeah, about yeah, Uncut yeah. Gems. No, um, yeah, I, I, I know the title of this song. Sorry, I got spoiled. Uh, it's a movie episode, and it's also an episode where none of my segues work. I'm so sorry. Um, oh, no, it's on me. You would think that we would be super in tune with one another after ten years. I feel like we are. Yeah, and yet sometimes we really still drop the ball. <laughs> sometimes. You can't always be, you know, on top of it. Yeah, like for as much as we, sorry, bring it back to Uku for a little second, for as much as we criticize straight people for being in bad relationships, um, for not recognizing that it is possible to be with someone that you like. Um... What, we do fucking hate each other sometimes? No, I... We don't. No, what was I gonna say? What were God you gonna damn say? It. Were you gonna give an example of our relationship? No, I'm just... Just saying it's pretty cool that we like each other, I guess. Aw, honey. We do like each other a lot. I was thinking... I, I was at my uh, dad's house with my sister in the yard... Talking like about how how is it going with you two? You're you're you know cooped up in that apartment for 
a year now, just you two and your dog. And they were both, like, making fun of me for, like, oh, no, yeah, you probably loved it, <laughs> you two. They were making fun of me because every time we're at, like, a family gathering or at something with other people, we only talk to each other. Yeah, I, I've we heard... We only talk to each other the entire time. I've heard time. your sisters multiple times say, like, how do you still have anything left to talk about? <laughs> There's new Eurovision songs, baby, and we get new takes every day. Every day. We listen to them again. Every day, I learn something new about you, like the fact that you sent. (laughs) Yeah, every day we find a new thing to, you know, talk about at the very least. At the very least. If it's not something to love, then it's something to talk about. (laughs) Um, Let's see if we find something new to love today. Uh, This is Iceland's song. It's Dathi or Gagnamagnith and 10 years. I don't want to know what happened if I never had had your love. I didn't become myself before I met you. I don't want to know what happened if I never had had your love. Everything about you, I like. We started out so fine, so now we can take it slower. Love takes some time, takes a little time, so take a little time. It ages like wine How does it keep getting better? Done and did it. They only got done and did it. Ten years. Don't want to know who I would have been without your love. I mean, that is something you think about, right? It's like sure, you've yeah. been a third of my life. God, yeah. I like who I am because of you and with you. Yeah, no, absolutely. And every day, I feel like you know our foundation grows stronger, mm-hmm. and we're and I like. Every day you make me laugh. We make each other laugh every day. Yeah, that, Do you know how cool that is? Th- that That is what it is like. It is exactly what I, it is like. And I like everything about you. Even the parts of you that I don't like, I like. Because I'm like, aww. He's doing that thing I don't like again. Aw, but then, and then when you're like What's gone, the then I'm like, aw, I miss when he did that thing I didn't like. <laughs> that's what you miss. Sure, yeah. No, that's fair. It's true. When you go on, yeah, the, the long complaining tangents, when I don't see you for like a couple of days, I'm like, what will he, what would he be complaining about now? <laughs> I want to hear him. What would I be complaining about now? <laughs> Some Eurovision song, no doubt. Some Eurovision song, no doubt. I like everything about you, and I like that we've been, you know, in each other's lives for coming up on 26 years. Yeah, that's another aspect that is interesting. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's a picture hanging up in our apartment of my third birthday party and sitting next to me as I blow out the candles is a five-year-old Yoon. Your boy's in attendance. (laughs) Yeah, our older sisters were best friends in high school and that's how we know each other. We weren't like friends until we started dating. Yeah. um... We went to the same high school. 
For a while, yeah, the high school that our, our sisters went to. So our families are connected, and uh, we are connected, and your eldest sister thought she was never going to see me again, so she named her youngest child Mira. Yeah. So we have a big Mira, and that's me, and a, a small Mira, and that's her, and that's extremely cute! Uh, yeah, my niece is, is a little bit older than our relationship is. <laughs> yeah, I think she was like... Two years old when we started seeing it, each other? It should be something around that, yeah. I love the life we have together. Yeah. I love that our families know each other. I know. I love that we like each other's families. I love that we work together. We've translated TV That's shows. True, yeah. We've literally like worked together well and mm-hmm. enjoyed it. And Dati Freya just, just went and made a song about that. I'm sure it's a song about him and his wife, but I choose it's to probably, believe that it's about us. It's probably a bit more about, you know, his wife and him. Yeah, uh, much like he wrote a song about his child. Uh, he might write a song for his second child that's on the way. Aww! Congratulations, Congratulations Daddy. to Arnie, who is uh, pregnant once more. Uh, so might be a pregnant monster on stage. <laughs> Be you know other other than the fact that it is once again because like last year I heard think about things and I know it's about a child but we had a, we had gotten our dog and <laughs> I still felt very you know like paternal feelings toward our dog I heard she that song for the first time on a walk with our dog that like sort of connected like oh I want to know what she's thinking and I'll never know what she's really thinking. Uh, but just having the thought of like at one point, at one point, Chica's going to tell me what she's thinking. So I can't wait. I can't wait to find out. Uh, I, you know, I still kind of felt that. Uh, I thought that was delightful. And then to to have him turn around and and once more go like, okay, here's another relatable emotion. I'm like, great. Yeah, I do like everything about my girlfriend. That's cool. Would and we I, would, have been together for ten years. Yeah, basically, would we have do? We, would we have done some things differently in those ten years? Yeah, maybe. Maybe we would have never broken up in that time. I, I think we got together when but, we were, you know, you were in your first year of college and I was just about to graduate high school. And that that is such like a self-discovery period that like if you yeah. meet your soulmate in that time, that's the worst time to meet your soulmate. It's very terrifying. Because then after you're like, like two and a half years, you're just am like. Am I sure about this? Am I yeah. sure about this? Am I anything beyond this? And yeah, at yeah. that point, it is like how much of me is just you. Um, whereas, so yeah, that's where it kind of like went wrong. Whereas later us. on in life, you you know you would you realize that like oh, you should just be with the person that you like the most. It is it is good <laughs> to be with someone that you like and you understand and that likes you and that understands you. That is that is just good if you can be long term lovers. Do it. I will tell everyone, don't take this as a sign that you should get back together with your oh, ex. Oh, no, no, you're right. I, yeah, no, I didn't mean to imply that. I, you... I, I am firmly, I, I know just because it went right for us doesn't mean it'll go right for you. Max, don't have sex with your ex. It'll make your life complex. My Max, honey, take it easy. Great song. We put in the, like, put in the work before getting back together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had lots of very, very long discussions of how we were going to do things differently and how we were going to approach things. Well, you learn how to communicate better, which is 
uh, an essential part of of, of relationships is being able to communicate. Um, And a lot of relationships end because something in communication just goes wrong, whether it be like a singular incident uh, that is too much or just a, 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 um, a bigger problem in the way that two people talk to each other. Yeah. Um, a lot of people should not get back together with their exes. I- irreconcilable differences can be irreconcilable. But with us, the thing that broke us up was just like, I don't think we should be together yet. <laughs> yeah, we just weren't sure. There how, were other how things, things, but it was going. just like, it's, it's, it's all good. I mean, you know, we got there. Uh, we're here. Um, yes. But, you know, it's still, it's still, you know, it's 10 years and we're coming up on that. Uh, we do consider it like, well, we, yeah. If someone it's very asks complicated you, like, to go like, long? oh, we've been together for six years, but before that we were together for two years. Um, and so... And we were broken up for two and a half years. So it's, all it's things considered, we're, yeah. yeah. But, like, during those two and a half years, we did talk, still talk every day and we're best friends. It's like, oh, God, that's too much to explain. Yeah, and people are like, sorry... You could be friends with... I thought that was something that you couldn't do. Like, people couldn't do that. But what about the song? The song's good. It's not as good as Think About Things. Yeah, I think that's fair. But it's good. But it's still really good. It still makes me very happy to hear it. It's still catchy. It's still danceable. It has a fun, you know, meme TikTok dance that I I would do. I really like it. I really like it. But yeah, Think About Things was a sure winner, this less so. You know, it's hard to follow that up, especially when you don't expect it. Like, no one expected Think About Things to become such a success out of nowhere. But that's what happen, happens when things go viral. Um, and nothing this year has, has done that, you know? Nothing this year has really blown up to be big. Um, so it's still... Not un- even Fiorg Flamme. <laughs> No, uh, so it's very it's very unsure, you know, like like where where we're going with it, right? But yeah, that was that was not something anyone expected. So it's it's no use to try and like replicate that. You just you just make another good song. You just which, have fun with it. Which they did. It's um, very fun. It's very good. It's good, and honestly, I think it still might end really high. I think this is going to do well, and it's I think it's, it's going to do it's, really well. It's, it's one of my favorites still. Um, I also won't be, like, blown away with surprise if this does win. Right, like, I, yeah, we're very... Maybe the hype will carry over. That's the thing. It's very hard to predict that. Um, But that is, that is the thing that you immediately start thinking at at this point because we're close to the contest, but also because it was like, oh, this one was was probably going to win last year, maybe? Is that you're like, well, hold on, okay, but now we have to start thinking about, like, is this... Is this going to win? So you kind of forget to talk about the song as much. But I I enjoy it. Um, And there's a line in it, you know, how does it keep getting better? Yeah. That applies to the song too, though. Like, you listen to it a few more times and it it, it becomes, you know, nestled in your head more. It becomes catchier. It becomes more exciting to listen to. It's a little complex on the first listen, maybe. And then once you start it's, getting it... Yeah, it's it's more it's more layered, probably, than Think About Things was. It's got a little more going on, but which just means that it's, like, you know, the next step for an artist to take, right? Like, that, yeah. that kind of makes sense. Which could also mean that it's a little harder, you know, for people to get into. And then if if that is the case, then, I, then that might just be the case. Um, but it might get, like, even more loved on a second listen. Like, there's no doubt in my mind that this is going to go through to oh, the no, finals. Oh, no, no, I think, I think this so is... So people are going to listen to this two times. This is, yeah, pretty Well, pretty a lot sure, of people aren't. I've been telling people about Eurovision, 
and saying like, oh, I, um, it's Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday, and they're like, what's on Tuesday and Thursday? The semifinals, you fucks! These are people who are like, oh, you like Eurovision? But the songs aren't always very good, are they? No! But sometimes they are, and that's what's fun. Like, you, you watch The Voice... Sure, yeah. The singers aren't always very good, are they? Watch any sort of music contest. Watch any music contest. What makes Eurovision... That is a far smaller thing to to set up, like those kinds of talent competitions uh, that has has lower, like, production values that are fucking cranked out that people will just watch and not be super necessarily dismissive of. I don't know. Maybe the Eurovision audience is the same as as those kinds of talent shows. I mean, I've always felt like there's a weird double standard where it's like, mm, I won't watch Eurovision. It's fine to watch The Voice. Though. But The Voice is worse. It's I don't particularly care for that because there's no... Original songs. Original songs, no real big competition. Um, but then I think to, to some people, maybe... The fact that they are songs that they've never heard before by artists that they've never seen before doing vocal stuff that they are sometimes not familiar with or doing like different styles, like just the unknown of it is is what what causes people a lot of the times to be like, is bad, I think. The virgin voice watcher versus the Chad sure, yeah. fan. <laughs> um, I don't know if this I don't know if this tangent has legs. Um, uh, I, I wish, I wish Dothy Frere all the luck, obviously. Um, I'd like, I'd like it to do very well, because I, I really enjoy it. Um, I think it does get better on repeat listens. Um, it's, sure it's, it it's obviously one that I've just put on by itself. Um, I, I will put this on. Yeah, it's, it's, it's good. Yeah, there's two songs we've talked about this episode that I will put on by themselves. Chalk that up as a big success. There's two other songs that I have already forgotten. (laughs) I already do not... Like, generic man songs. Man. Man. I don't... I do not see and am not seen by men. These were all men. Yeah. But, like, men... You know, is that gonna do it for us? We got a good thing going with this podcast, too. Ah, hey. yeah, no, I think so. Uh, a really, a real good thing. And with these four songs uh, in the bag, we have three more songs left in this year's Eurovision Song Contest, and then we'll have heard all thirty-nine songs from this year's contest. No, as much as I'm looking forward to the contest, I've been having so much fun recording the podcast this year that I'm almost sad that it's coming. Well, don't be sad that it's over. <laughs> be happy that it's coming. Like I, I, No, I am. There is going to be a Eurovision Song Contest. So stoked. Um, and it's getting very real because, like, you know, rehearsals are starting, like, you know, any minute. Um, so it's it's that's exciting. I'm 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 just very excited. I'm fucking devastated that it's in Rotterdam. We could take a train there. Yeah. And we can't go. And we cannot go. This would be the first year that we would have been able to fucking go to Eurovision and we just Nope. Pandemic. Yeah, I guess God we'll, damn it. I guess we'll just have to go to insert, Denmark. insert destination here. 
Denmark. We'll 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 have a run through of all the songs once we hear them. But but before that, we have to hear them all. Uh, so join us next time as we'll be listening to the three last songs from this year's Eurovision Song Contest. In the meantime, follow us on Twitter at Eurodivision. Uh, send us a tweet and leave a review on the show on whichever podcasting platform you use because it'll really help us out. I do want to do a quick quick shout out to all of the people that have been sending us really sweet tweets, sweet tweets this yeah, week. Yeah, it's that's really yeah, really nice. It's so nice. Like that has not ever really happened before and I'm suddenly getting people saying really nice things to me. I mean, me the on very Twitter. the very first reaction we got on the show was calling you a hater. <laughs> and I stand by it. No, I, I just, I've been having a pretty tough week, and that really, really cheered me up. So you guys don't know how much you actually helped me this week. Thank you so much. Yeah, and we have some, we have some listeners who have, who have been with us for a long time, so we have some long-term lovers of our own. Um, and- Shout out to the guy who said he started getting into Eurovision by listening to our first Serhat episode the chain of events there seems very strange to me but like why would you start listening to our podcast you know know who you are uh and i we really appreciate your tweets shall we make some DD parties oh my god why did i was already doing the (laughs) wrap-up i'm so sorry Hit, hit me Fucking hit me, destroy me, roll a nat 20 on me, baby. Um, that's, we, that's, it turns out that we have some people who were really into the D&D part of the podcast, too. So this one is for you, baby. Daffy Frere, like, team of wizards and artificers. That's fun. That's really fun. Men, whatever, they're like fighters. or. <laughs> Ooh, mmm. No, because I love fighters, but, you know, like, you're... Stupid friend's boyfriend came along and you just give him, like, a pre-made fighter sheet because he didn't prepare. Yeah, I mean, Uku Uku does the thing where he, like, falls on the bed and then it, like, goes into the water, which we didn't talk about at all. But it's, like, a, you know, it's it's a visual that, like, someone thought about and it's like, okay, that's not... Oh, un- it's, like, the intro for Critical Role. It's not unclever. Yeah, and I'm like, well, that feels... <laughs> that happens that, in Critical Yeah, that's why I'm like, is that warlocky? Because, but I'm just associating it with the warlock from Critical Role. Yeah. So I think, I think just giving him a bland fighter to play, which is, you know, unfair to fighters because they're very fun. Rich class, like, so fun to play. But, like, he's not going to come Some back. Some of for, the he, best He's characters. not going to come back for a second session. So, whatever. Yeah. Blaz um, is the bad is guy, a you know? necromancer. Okay. Bringing back his grandma. <laughs> Sure, okay. Um, and, you know... Yeah, we started things off with Tourniquet from Georgia. Druid. Yeah. He's got the fucking dolphins. He's got the dolphins. He walks through the woods. Uh, He's got many different terrains, though. So, like, is he... Oh, he might be a ranger. What kind of... Yeah, he's either a ranger or, like, what kind of druid are we thinking? Land. Land druid. Yeah, then what land? Because he goes into the forest. He's on the sea. He's on the beach. He's on many different terrains. And land druids usually have one favorite, like, terrain. And so do rangers. So it's like... In that case, maybe, like... What do you have going on there? Dream druid. 
It's it's because he's dreaming of his love. It's very dreamy and it's got like a very dreamy quality. Yeah. 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 Okay, got it. <laughs> I w- I will say that you said that Uku Suveste took us to the Feywild uh and had 10 years pass while we were listening to his song. So that does seem like a magical ability that he might have. I don't believe this man has any magical abilities. Yeah, but like whatsoever. Involuntarily. Maybe. He might be cursed. No, that makes him interesting. Wait, hold on, because I'm, I'm not, no, I'm like, I know he, I don't want to make him interesting, but he says I don't need a crystal ball. <laughs> um, so maybe, maybe he doesn't need it because he has any sort of powers of divination or because he doesn't believe in it. Maybe he's just a piece of shit. He's um, just a piece of shit. Like, don't worry about it. He's not coming back for a second for session. For a little while, the fates were with us. I mean, he came back for a fucking second session against all odds. I don't know. I don't know. Thank you so much for listening. Please join us next time. This has been the podcast. Good night, Europe. <laughs> nope, you're, we're gonna keep it. We're keeping it. <laughs> Good night, Europe.